Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. That game. Prescott in the gun, runs up the middle. That call. It's the right decision. That moment. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Did he spike it in time? That's the end of the game. What normally takes down the Cowboys and what they have to battle and what they might have to fight through and maybe not. The head coaching decision making. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests, ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky, two-time Emmy Award-winning actor Eric Stone Street, plus Fox Sports Rules analyst Mike Pereira. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. We already chatted with Mike Pereira, the Fox Rules analyst, former head of NFL refs, said that the way that the Cowboys game ended yesterday, he did not have a problem with the mechanics of it. When you hear an official say that, he means does not have a problem with the way that the refs were physically in position to officiate and then make a proper decision on whether there was a ball properly spotted and enough time left. The only issue he had in the whole process is that he wanted the umpire who who spotted the football because, you know, you can't spot your own football in the NFL. You can't just say, all right, this is exactly where I got I to snap it and I got to spike it. So we'll go right around here. I'll just decide to put it right here because I'm the center of the team and I got to spot, spot it. Um, the official has to touch it. He just wanted the official to touch it, not actually maneuver the football inches to be in a proper position. So other than that. He had no problem with it. For the rest of the conversation, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. The phone lines are lit. We're going to take your calls. We've got overreaction Monday still to come on this program. Also, Eric Stone Street, diehard uh, Chiefs fan, watching the Chiefs beat the Steelers last night. He wanted to have a fair and balanced conversation because Joe Manganiello, the actor who's a diehard Steelers fan, came on the show last week, and he said that the – uh, Chiefs fans were nouveau riche. <laughs> what was it? What was the watch analogy that he was saying last week? Rockman, Rich, Rich Oh Richard. yeah, it's like a it's like a really old, uh, you know, like heirloom Rolex, as opposed to like one of the new types of like fancy watches, like a Richard Mille or right. Uh, yeah, That's what he was saying. Philippe, one of those. Things. Right, and so he's the old school Rolex, being a steel. Yes, well, they, they 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 need to go back to the jewelry shop. <laughs> you know after last night's uh, unfortunate for the Steelers' loss. So that's coming up later on. Also, a, a Cowboys-49ers game, ver- the, the, an entire 
Overreaction Monday segment on that. A bonus overreaction. Just about Monday the Cowboys. Okay. Just about the Cowboys. Rent free, folks. Rent free. We That's are it. here in Los Angeles, California, up the 405 from us. Uh, four weeks from yesterday is going to be the Super Bowl in SoFi Stadium. Tonight is the finale, the Monday night football finale. You can watch the game on ESPN. You can listen to any ABC. You can listen to it on Westwood One. I'll be at the, the, uh, at the game uh, doing the pregame and halftime of it. Uh, you can also watch the Manning Cast version of it tonight. I guess The Rock is on that this evening. Yeah, um, yeah The Rock, Russell Wilson. Oh, Russell Wilson returns. Yeah, Good. Russell he Wilson was terrific returns. on the first ever version of the Manning Cast. Um, and then on ESPN Plus, the uh, NFL Live crew will be having their own mega cast. And that includes our friend Dan Orlovsky, who's back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Dan? I'm fantastic, bud. Good to link up with you and as these playoffs start and, and talk a little football. Yes, absolutely. There is so much to discuss. The most impressive performance of the weekend to date is? Fill in that blank, sir. Oh, yeah, Josh Allen and his performance, you know, against New England Patriot defense that was, you know, one of the top two in another football this season. Um, you know, when, when Josh is used that way, Rich, when I say used that way, the way – you know, Brian Dable has really started to deploy him this last four-week, five-week stretch, you know, where uh, there's – when he's used that way, he's almost indefensible. And I kind of – I said this, he, he's like Shohei Otani, you know, the basically do-it-all player for the, the Angels. Because, you know, if you want Josh to play against zone defense where they're going to give you completions, he'll take them. And then you need a quarterback with a big, powerful arm to drive the football downfield and take shots. He can do it. You need a quarterback that has got strong enough arm and good enough velocity to throw these 18- to 25-yard deep crossing routes versus man coverage. He can do it. You want a quarterback that, um, you know, you want to utilize in your designed run game. You know, it could be effective. He can do it. You want a quarterback to get himself out of trouble when the protection's not great. He can do that. You know, he's a – He's a three-tool quarterback. He can beat you with his arm, beat you with his legs, and beat you with his mind. And um, when they use him like that and he's rolling like that, man, he's, he's just an indefensible player. Well, I mean, and the fact that you didn't stutter when you said Josh Allen as the most impressive performance, and, and it just shows you just how impressive it was when Mahomes threw five touchdowns in ten and a half minutes against the Steelers' defense. <laughs> You know, on Sunday <laughs> not, night. Not too shabby. We don't even talk about it anymore when Patrick does that. I, I think the quality of defense is probably the big difference for me. I mean, you know, Pittsburgh's defense is, is falling off so much. Patrick was really good. Patrick's been really good for about the last six weeks. It's so nice to see him clean up some of the stuff that was hampering him really at the start of the season. But the, the way Josh just absolutely dominated that game um, was so eye-opening. Dan Orlovsky here on the Rich Eisen Show. The uh, Cowboys loss, you lay that at whose feet if there's a foot to lay it on? I think it's 100% on Mike McCarthy um, and 100% on Dak Prescott. <laughs> no, honestly. Right? I, I think it's like a marriage. We're, we ain't giving 50-50. It's 100-100. All right, so listen, it, my, my truthful answer, like my not kind of joking answer, it, this falls on $400 million of offense. You're a $140 million quarterback. Rich, there's three guys at that position in the NFL that make $40 million a year. We just talked about two of them, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott. Josh Allen and Patrick went for over 400 yards. Dak didn't play good. He didn't play well enough. And in those moments, that's what you're paid for, is to outperform when no one else on your offense shows up. Your $90 million back didn't show up. 
Again, your $100 million receiver and Amari Cooper didn't show up again. You know, candidly, Tyron Smith got beat up yesterday. He, he, got, he got handled by the 49ers defensive front. They just, you, don't, you don't get into the end game situation and, and, and how that game ended by playing well on offense. No one played good offensively. Um, but the way the game went, Rich, and the fake punt and the, the lack of communication and the confusion after the fake punt, that delay a game. They don't get a first down after that because of that five-yard penalty. Right. And obviously the way the end of the game is handled and the lack of preparation and, and the lack of a plan, that's got to fall at the feet of Mike McCarthy. And I, listen, the truth of Mike McCarthy is this. In two years as the Dallas Cowboys head coach, he's 18 and 15. So Dak Prescott as his starting quarterback, outside of the NFC East, they're 6-9 and nine together. Outside of the worst division in football, they're six and nine together. And that's not that for an owner who came out last week and said Super Bowl or bust, man, I just don't see how that's good enough. Well, and then in terms of the, the last play, um, Dan, Dan Orlovsky here on the Rich Eisen show, the conversation from both McCarthy and Dak is that we've we drilled it, we've practiced it, we've done this, we've done that. In, in practicing this, does somebody play the role of the official, the umpire? Because, you know, so much is made of the umpire bumped Dak. And we had Mike Pereira on in hour number one of this show, Dan. And he said that the umpire should not have re-spotted the football. Just touch the ball and get the hell out of the sure. way. But put it all together, though, uh, if you find the official, like Larry Fitzgerald, for instance, always did, and Chase Claypool yep. famously did not earlier this year, then maybe that doesn't happen. Is there a role of an official in drilling this to make sure that the quarterback doesn't hand the ball to the center to self-spot, you know? Oh, okay, so, yeah, yeah, this is a great question. There's a lot to it. So, first of all, um, everyone plays their part in the end game of situation, 100%. The official's got to be, you know, in the right place, knowing where the football is, knowing what his role is. But I'm going to just walk you through, Rich, kind of how this gets taught in the locker room. Please. So, you referenced Larry Fitzgerald. If you go back and watch some of the moments with Larry, Larry takes the ball from the edge of the, the field, right, outside the numbers receiver-wise, sprints in, and multiple times actually hands the ball to the center. The center then turns and hands it to the official. That tells me everybody on the offense is aware, certainly the person snapping the football, that the official has to touch the ball. All right, so in that situation, 14 seconds is what's on the clock. I've always learned that 16 seconds was, was like, okay, that's our cutoff. 14 seconds is the near-death experience. That's the, the, the max that we can go, okay? Right. So once you make that decision, number one, ball carrier, whoever you are, receiver, tight end, tailback, quarterback, we're just trying to get some yards, not all the yards. you got to do a good job of declaring yourself down because you trying to get two or three extra yards is worth an extra second or two. So number one, Dak Prescott went too far. Number two, your job is to get up and hand the ball to the official. Don't toss it to him. These guys are 60 years old. I'm not knocking someone who's 60. But in the heat of the moment, everyone's moving around. You don't want to trust the guy to catch the ball from you. You hand the football to him, okay? Number three, everyone then needs to be with urgency to get into a legal formation. If you go watch like Noah Brown or Dalton Schultz, they're like confused in that moment. Five seconds on the clock. Hey, what are we doing? So it looks lack of preparation. And then the last point, and this is one of the most crucial for me, Rich. So, again, when you're taught this situation, that's if things go ideally, right? Hey, if everything goes perfectly. 
you're always taught as a quarterback, what happens if it doesn't go the way we hope? Let's say there's a stumble or the, the referee does hold the football. Three seconds is the, the cutoff, where if you realize the clock is on three seconds, you are now in 911 mode. You are screaming down the field or at the line of scrimmage, 911, 911. That is declaring to everybody, we are not spiking the football. We are in a Hail Mary situation. We're running down to the end zone. That was never part of what it looked to be the Cowboys' preparation. And so there's so many layers. When you would do this in practice, there should always be an official. We've always had officials to be a part of that. It's never been you know, a player. It's always been the officials. And it just looked like the Cowboys were unprepared and 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 not um, able to execute what was necessary. Dan Orlovsky here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. So then last one for you on this subject matter. And You've heard all the conversations since, by the way, I, I, I have been uh, on uh, uh, the bystander status when Michael Irvin gets at it with somebody on the set, as happened right. to you today on First Take <laughs> uh, with Stephen A's return. Perfect timing, by the way, too. Um, no so no what, what do you do if you're Jerry Jones? What do you do? Yeah, I, I think it's hard to bring back Mike McCarthy. I really do. Um, I thought Ed Werder made a great point on Get Up this morning when he was asked that question, and he said, I don't want to get into hypotheticals or whatnot. And then, you know, Greeny pushed back on, well, Kellen Moore, and he said, well, I actually think Dan Quinn's probably the part of this conversation that it is more likely because he thinks it's more likely Dan Quinn is going to be a head coach again before Kellen Moore is for the first time? And are you willing to lose potentially Dan Quinn if you're Jerry Jones? I laid out, like, if, if we go back, think about this, Rich. Like, we can go back week two against the Chargers when the clock runs out. They, Mike McCarthy said, well, we couldn't see the clock. Week three against the Eagles before halftime, the clock runs all the way out with, like, a minute 50 and a half. They never call timeouts. Week six against the Patriots, they called timeout and kick a field goal with 24 seconds left rather than letting the clock run all the way down. Week 15, he throws the ball to Dalton Schultz, and, and they don't take a shot at the end zone because he says that they're in the O zone. Week 17, last week against the, or two weeks ago against the Cardinals, he calls timeout and can't challenge the fumble. I think it's hard given what the record is, given what the performance is, given what the reality of this this poor game and clock management, I think it's hard to bring back Mike McCarthy to this football team. Dan Orlovsky here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, you're concerned about which quarterback moving forward more, Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts. What do you got for me on that one? Um, probably Jalen Hurts. Um, I think that Jalen Hurts did so much good this year. I've been outspoken. I think Jalen Hurts has done enough to be the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles next year. Um, I still say two things for Jalen, and he's still such a very young player. But guys in the NFL, you can't wait till they're open. You've got to see them open before they are, and he's not there yet. And the second thing is his arm strength is a thing. His arm's just not that powerful. And, you know, you've got to figure out as an organization how comfortable you are with that reality. Um, I think Mac did so many good things. Now, you could say the same thing with Mac average arm strength, but Mac has so such other things in his game, how fast he plays, how quickly he gets the ball out, uh, how much of an anticipation thrower he is, that, that kind of elite trait or those elite traits will mask the average arm strength of him. So I'd say Jalen Hurts. And then just again, because of what happened with the Cowboys and then obviously Burrow's first performance and how the Raiders still almost won that game and Mahomes and Big Ben's farewell and 
and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, I, I can you overlook Tom Brady? I mean, because I mean, even with no Fournette and no Ronald Jones and no Godwin and no Antonio Brown, they he he still put up thirty on the Eagles yeah. yesterday. He's yeah. incredible. It's remar- It's unbelievable. Damn. Yeah, he's. His really? mind, it, it, it boggles my mind, not only the performance, Rich, and I've always felt this way about him, how much every single play matters to him. I, I just, I, I, I don't, I can't even conceptualize the level of expectation for excellence he has every single play. Every single play. You see him miss a throw, he gets frustrated with himself. You see a guy not do what he's expecting, he gets, he gets visibly upset. And it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to me. I, I, I'm, you know, Tom is – I'm so intrigued by the Bucks right now um, because of the injuries. Uh, but at the same time, I, that offensive line, if Tristan Wirfs is healthy, and those – he's got two gold jackets thrown to still. And he still has Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski. I think Mike Evans is going to be a Hall of Famer. So I can't, I can't sit here and say – I'm discounting Tampa Bay getting back strictly because of who the quarterback is and strictly because I think they're good enough on offense. Well, I mean, look, uh, we, we might find out, as I said at the top of the show, that uh, that uh, the team that many in the NFC would be upset with the most are the Rams because they had the Niners dead to rights and let them off the hook. And now the yeah. Cowboys are out, and we might find out that the Packers will feel the same way at this very point next weekend. Yes. You never know. Yes. And the Bucks are sitting there at home. They're going to get the winner of Monday Night Football, a West Coast team on a short week coming all the way across the country, and they're the two seed sitting back. They might not have to move all the way out to the Super Bowl. It's entirely yeah. possible that that's the case for Tampa yeah. right now. I, Dan? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. The the. The way, you know, if you're Green Bay, you're sitting there going, seriously? Like, this was the – if I had to sit down and, and script out how to beat the Green Bay Packers or how to attack and beat or what's the weakness of Green Bay, I would just copy and paste the San Francisco 49ers. And that's why Green Bay's got to be sitting there going, you got to be kidding me. Um, you know, I, 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 this is why this, we had this season, though, Rich, right? This is why we had this season where, you know, we live in the world where every week you get asked the question, well, who's – who do you think's the best team in the NFC, or you know, who's the biggest threat to the Chiefs? And you know, I think many of us try to be confident and right in our answer, and get to the point where it's like, I don't know. I feel like all the teams are, you know, and and I think that's what's the beauty is where we sit with with this final eight right now is I don't I don't know if anybody would be surprised if any of the eight ran the Super Bowl. Last one for you, then. What happens tonight? What's your best guess as to what happens this evening Whew. in Los Angeles? I think the Rams win because they're the better football team. I think that I have said this. This is the biggest game in the history of Matthew Stafford's career. And if he wins it next week is the biggest game in the history of Matthew Stafford's career. (laughs) This is a legacy changing three week stretch for him. And if he plays three clean, he'll be a hall of famer. Uh, And if he doesn't, the the, the noise is going to be very loud on the outside. I think tonight, number one, uh, I would put two tight ends on the field, and I would run the football in my outside zone game against Arizona. They've proven it all year that they cannot stop it. I would force the corner up uh, to the boundary to so that he can cover Odell Beckham one-on-one. Uh, I know Cooper Cup's going to get his. 
Um, and I think if you can protect the safeties, if you're the Rams, if you can protect your safeties that are unproven and, and kind of your backups, you should win this football game because you're the better team. Dan, enjoy tonight, man. In the seven years that I was at ESPN, if you had told any single human being walking around there that that you would be uh, or ESPN would have a Monday night football playoff game and then have the Mannings part of it and then have the country watch it on a whole bunch of networks, including what you've got uh, streaming on ESPN Plus tonight, nobody would have believed it, man. Nobody. So oh, cool. and it's the truth. Cool. What a big night. What a big night for the worldwide leader. Big night. So enjoy it. Enjoy it. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for that. No, man. no, it's the truth. Soak it in. And, uh, you know, you've got a great crew and have fun. Just have a blast. It's going to be great. Thanks, bud. You're the best, man. Thanks, Rick. Right back at you. At Dan Orlovsky 7 on Twitter. I follow him. You should as well right here on The Rich Eisen Show. And during that conversation, news broke as to who is going to be playing in this game tonight. So when we come back, there's lots to go, uh, lots going on. Uh, uh, first things first, um, that news. Secondly, um, overreaction Monday, writ large, not the Cowboys one. There's going to be a Cowboys 49ers overreaction Monday segment on its own. That'll be hour three. Oh yeah. But when we come back, we hear from the Dallas Cowboy fan here. Mm-hmm. I have not asked you, TJ, what you want the Cowboys to do moving forward <laughs> yes. based on the way it ended yesterday. It's too soon, baby. It's Come too on, soon. It's not too soon. <laughs> it's too soon. Let's just put it this way. Whatever you think whatever you think might happen, it's not nearly remotely as close to the dirtiness that Stephen A. Smith perpetrated well, on look, Michael Irvin today doing on live television. Clicks and okay. views and likes. Okay. Man, I'm real be with careful. this. Stephen A. might be appearing on this show That's later. That's fine. Week. You know how I feel. So TJ has his say. <laughs> when we come back on the Rich Eisen Show, but before we go, want to let you know about Navy Federal Credit Union. We all wanted this uh, year's celebrations for uh, the holidays to be perfect, and I'm sure you did too. The perfect gifts for your whole family, perfect meal for everyone gathered around the table. Holidays can be so expensive. Navy Federal Credit Union helps you take control of your finances after these holidays. You can get a low intro APR on their Platinum Credit Card. It's their lowest rate card. Great tool also to pay down debt. And beyond the holidays, Navy Federal even has multiple savings and investing options to help you get closer to your financial goals. They offer digital tools and educational resources to help guide your decisions. With Navy Federal, you can automate your saving and investing to put your money to work for you even as you sleep. Plus, you can buy fractional shares. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Message and data rates may apply. Savings, products insured by NCUA investment options are available through Navy Federal Investment Services and are not insured by NCUA. Back with you and more on The Rich Eisen Show in a moment. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We love giving you insight. We love also predicting things that will happen. And then, of course, the best thing about it is that you see something that the rest of the country sees and you say, you know what? I knew that was coming because I watched the Rich Eisen show. <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> Iron Eagle came on this show last week and he was, came on this show in advance of calling Patriots bills three days in advance. And we knew how cold it was going to be. We have weather forecasting and we said why don't you wear the jacket that kurt warner wore the famed silver puffy jacket and he said you know he'd be into the idea i called up kurt i said kurt you should send him the jacket guess what he did he sent him the jacket, him the jacket. guess what happened on on uh, on saturday night he wore it he wore the jacket high <laughs> and eagle charles davis evan washburn <laughs> down on the sidelines we're getting ready for the second half where'd you get the jacket what jacket Oh, this. That, that. <laughs> yes. Hall of Famer Kurt Warner, you might have noticed, wore this a few weeks ago, and it hit the internet by storm. <laughs> Kurt saw that we had this assignment, and Kurt now runs a program, Warner's Warmers. He just sends the jacket out to whoever needs it. I feel like I want Jiffy Pop Pop. I don't know about you, if you're in the mood for that. This thing is very warm. Kurt Warner, that was Raiders at Browns. This is the same jacket. Kurt sent this to me. And let me tell you, not all heroes wear capes. They they wear these jackets. They wear silver bullet puffers. Returned by Olszewski is spun down at the 24, thanks to Rich Eisen for coordinating the whole jacket thing. And we go down to Evan Washburn. I'm going to give this jacket to him. I mean, just... God, Ian is the goat. Virtuoso. You know, I, I got to be honest with you. There was about a 15, 20 second part where I went from my TV room to the kitchen thinking that he wasn't going to give the proper Not shout the out because I did text him earlier in the week. It's called and pronounced the Rich Eisen show. That's all I texted him. <laughs> uh, but he did. He did come in late with a thanks to Rich Eisen, <laughs> which I greatly appreciate that because we were the ones who noticed that he was going to be cold. Not Kurt. Well, we hook him all up. We just make sure he's... And now, <clears throat> you know, God bless Ian. I said to him, the idea is now to get others to wear it, yeah. sort of like the traveling pants. He then <laughs> sent me a gif of Amber Tamblin from the film. <laughs> he texted that to me. That's why Ian is next level. Next level, man. He is next level. He handled it with aplomb. I love the idea. He just had Charles say, "What's with the, where'd you get that jacket? What jacket? Oh, what? this one? Oh, hi. <laughs> 
<laughs> well done, Ian. Well done. You wear it much better than Kurt Warner. We already knew that. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. TJ Jefferson. Holler. You have been holding up that grease board every single week. How every about week. them Cowboys? Yes. How so? And, uh, and you got it up there. You still have it. You're yeah. wearing, your, you're wearing your, your Cowboys, what would you call that? A winter it's a, cap? It, with the, the, it's a scully. It's a, oh, a ski you know, cap. Toque, a toboggan, whatever like you want to call it. Okay, very good. Because uh, the, uh, the forecast calls for a blizzard of criticism. <laughs> and nice. uh, Hold on. Okay, you've got the floor. What do you want the Dallas Cowboys to do with yesterday's loss, T.J. Jefferson? What do I want them to do with it? Yes. I mean, you know, you, you sit there, you look at some tape, you review what you did wrong, and then, you know, you got to move on. Yeah, this isn't a week eight loss, uh, T.J. What, what, this, is not, this is not like your loss you, against the Denver Broncos. What do you Broncos? think they're going to do, though, Rich? They're, they're grown men. They're what? multimillionaires. They're going to sit there. They're going to sit there. They're going to think about it maybe today, and they're going to move on with their lives. They're going to start training in about another week. I'm not talking about the players. I'm talking about Jerry Jones, who you know is not just going to rest. Get your um, damn act together. What do you want the Cowboys to do with this loss? T.J. Jefferson, do you want a new coach? What I've said all year, um, and you brought up part of what I've been saying about the, the kicking aspect of the team. You thought that that was going to cost us. I he said, actually made a big kick yeah, yesterday. I said Zerline, Even though he was sent out there down 16 to kick three. Yeah, I said, Zerline, know? as long as you get him out of the first quarter, he's money. So we got him through the first quarter without him missing anything. Do you want another coach to coach this team? I mean, because... you're asking me, now you're pushing me. I was going to get there. <laughs> okay. Um, all year I was saying that poor clock management was going to hurt this team. And it's happened, like Dan Orlovsky said, time and time again. At some point, you, you what are you going to do? Like, I, I don't know dollars and cents-wise. I don't know what they're going to do. But if you're asking as a fan what I want to do, yes. I, I I honestly don't know yet. I, I mean, it would be easy to sit here and go, you got to fire McCarthy. you got to get rid of him. I think that would just be overreacting to something that just happened. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know the problem. The team, you know, 14 penalties – you know, our once powerful offensive line, once the, the greatest line in football, did not look that great well, yesterday. Well, that was Irv. As you know, he came on the show. He reiterated on NFL game day morning. He, he had hoped that the young Cowboys offensive line would be the one to get out there, you know, as opposed to the older, potentially more banged up uh, offensive line. And we saw they rushed four and got home, even with Nick Bosa out of the game. Yeah. So, you know, again... The issue is, if you're Jerry Jones and you're seeing your defensive coordinator who just lit it up this year, right? To the point where he's now a hot coaching candidate everywhere. Do you let him leave? Do you let him leave and say, I believe in McCarthy and we're going to get another defensive coordinator in here from Micah Parsons and the rest of this team that is young enough to keep moving forward with Trayvon Diggs? That that they're, They're younger on that side of the ball than they are on the offensive side of the ball. Do you keep your defensive coordinator in-house as your HC to make sure that he doesn't go anywhere else? This is against type. I know everybody thinks that Jerry Jones is impetuous and he's also rash, he's this Mm -hmm. or that, but he held on to Jason Garrett forever, as we know. He stuck with Campo. He stuck with a lot of guys. Yeah. And so he stuck with Wade longer than a lot of people wanted him to stick with. So this would be against type for him to tell McCarthy you're two and out. 
But the defense, Rich, as you said, that Cowboys defense looked better this year than it has in, my Lord, how many years? The crown jewel is Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons and Diggs, who both absolutely love Dan Quinn. So you would hate to see this guy who helped mold and build this defense with these two young stars, all pros, possibly legends in the making. So you're going to let – this is the decision Jerry Jones has to make. And by the way, in the next 24 to 48 hours, by the way. I think it would all depend on the amount of offers that Quinn's getting. He's going to get – the Denver Broncos is absolutely going to offer him one. And I think think he's going to get two or three other ones too. I think we always know that Dallas has offensive talent, right? Talent on that side of the ball. But the way this defense played, the way these guys respond to Dan Quinn – I don't know that you can let this man leave the building. And if that comes at the expense of Mike McCarthy, then I don't want to ever go back to the defense, man, the way it was the last few years. It was abysmal. It was abominable. It was every bad word that starts with an A that you can think of. Mm -hmm. So, no, I don't want to ever go back to that. And if that means making Dan Quinn the head coach, then... We got to do, but this defense has to keep churning. Well, uh... There, there are some fans who want to talk to you today, TJ. Oh, I'm sure and, there and, are. And so I just want to set the ground rules here um, because, as you know, there were no ground rules between Stephen A. and Michael Irvin today. There, it was just – it was very cool. difficult. Irv had a difficult run of it on first take today. We have ground rules here set by TJ Jefferson himself. Oh, yeah. there's So, yeah. so for those who are calling in and want to talk to TJ today or tweet at TJ, there are ground rules. Tears. Let's, let's, remind, let's remind everybody what the tiers are. Yep. <laughs> tier uh, one. This tier one, if – you know – if you have three or more Super Bowl wins, you can talk to him today. You can okay? talk trash. I'll let you like. Yeah. You're in the VIP, is what you you're said. In, okay. Hey, we're sipping. We're sipping on. If uh, you have the one or together. two wins, that you're a tier two individual, so you're in the club. They can talk to you, right? If you have one or two wins, because that includes the Jets, you know. And Mark Sanchez, as you know, had more playoff wins than the Cowboys have had. Yeah, since I, 1995, I get that. and we still okay. have more Super Bowl wins. But yeah, no, you're right. you're, they're but, in the club. But I'm allowed I could, to talk. You can allowed to roam around. The you're club you're free and, like, to roam. I'm up. still in VIP, yeah. but I could probably hear you if we make eye contact and I'm looking at you and they you're yelling something. I'm like, okay, cool. All right, tier three. Yeah. If you have never won a Super Bowl, right? You, you have to wait in line. You got to wait. You got to wait for the doorman. Maybe Brockman or Feller. So or that means <laughs> others who are in tier one and tier two that call the program at eight four four two zero four. Rich, you have to stay on hold till they're off the phone line, and then they can talk to you or what? Essentially, but tier okay. four, those are the ones who like like to talk the They've most. Never trash. made it. Like have never made it. Don't even don't get in even, the shower. All right, okay. Just the that okay. that outfit that you picked out for Friday night. Return okay. it. Get <laughs> right. your money back. Okay. Because you ain't getting in the club. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, these are the ground rules. To call eight four. Four two zero four. I got my man Tadal at the door, TJ, and he's real. It's still, it's still real it's stingy. Still, it's a little raw, a little soon. Raw. Dusty in Pennsylvania, you're first up. What tier are you? Can you talk to TJ? Are you allowed to talk to TJ today, Dusty in Pennsylvania? I am, Rich. Okay. What's your What is I'm your credentials? Like, Who's your team, Dusty? I am. I'm a huge Niners fan. Oh, okay. Hey, let's. Right. Hey, sit next to me in the VIP. We're going to open up that rope for you, Dusty. Okay. You come right in. Bottle service. Bottle service for you. Being a being a Dallas fan, but go Niners. You know, I'm I'm actually born and raised in Wyoming, so I've got I'm a huge Josh Allen fan too. So oh my gosh, I am too. Looking awesome this week. Okay, so you what what do you have to? What else you got? You got you got anything well, for? I, what, well, what I wanted to really get into is yeah. that Mr. TJ and your signs <laughs> and your clothing and your 
I'm a fan, it's baby. Overall, Dallas hubris. Yes. It's over. It's over, man. Over. <laughs> it's Niners got you. It's never over, Daddy. It's never we're, over. We're running with this thing too. I'm gonna. You know what? What? I might hold this up every week, every Monday, just because because it's never over. What, how about them Cowboys? Yeah, what am I supposed to do? Like stop rooting for them? I'm already no. so. I'm not, Rich. I'm already saying so, your season is. I know. Over. I'm saying I'm already so far deep in. Right? It's like a marriage. I sometimes understand why people stay married for years after the love is gone. Because what are you going to do? You're not going to get divorced. You've already built a life together. I can't leave them no matter what. Jerry so Jones shook it? my hand. You're doing he it said, for the kids named Micah and Trayvon. Yeah, I mean is Jerry Jones shook my kids? hand in his suite. He told me I want to thank you for being. A fan of the Dallas Cowboys. That's just like I'm, I'm in it for life, like Matt Ten for life. Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to come out here and, and okay. go. I hate the Cowboys now. It's Dusty. You know, thank you for the time, Justy. Thank you for the time. Congrats thank again you. on Josh thank Allen. You, Pat, you, love the show. Thanks, Have brother. Show, Good luck to you, All Dusty. Right, though Pete in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, which which tier are you? Are you allowed to talk to T.J. Jefferson today, <laughs> Pete? <laughs> so saith the sooth. So saith the sayer. I told y'all last week, Yes. and the only reason I didn't talk about the Bucks, TJ, uh-huh. is because I don't need to worry about the Bucks, TJ. Just like <laughs> I pray to God the Rams win so they can come to Tampa and get a taste. But TJ, seriously, seriously, yeah, you just y'all. I don't know what y'all need to do, but y'all need to do something. But what is I it? Mean, though? My goodness. I, blow up the stadium because y'all can't win there when it needs to be won there. I mean, my man, you spent a billion dollars on a stadium you can't play in. Well, I mean, technically, Uncle Jerry did because my money stayed in my pocket. No, he's talking about your man. Your man. (laughs) I'm talking about your man. Yeah, Yeah. your man, Mr. Handshake. Just ask you, man, were you praying and hoping that y'all were going to see Philadelphia? In the playoffs, of course. so you'd have a shot at winning something. You, anybody but the Niners. Yeah, anybody I didn't want the Niners. The Niners. I mean, you were taking Arizona back. Oh, I, yeah, well, no, I'm actually, I didn't you. want to have to chase Kyler Murray no, around. No, so. no, I would have taken Arizona back but, over hey, the Niners, I, bro. I think I think Jerry needs to hire a motivator of men and keep those two coordinators. Then I worry about the Cowboys. All right, that's they need a motivator of men. Pete and Richmond. But Call Pete is a Buccaneers or, fan, right? He is. He's allowed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, in, he's okay. in the he's in the VIP. He's in the VIP. Well, I mean, his team uh, has won two Super Bowls. So he doesn't get the bottle service. You he doesn't get the, the bottle he, service. He gets the bottle service. The the refs coming off the field get the bottle service. <laughs> <laughs> so Pete's in the club. That's you know, the he's just service. not in the VIP. Would Jerry hire Jim Harbaugh? I don't think so. No. Leader of men. I mean, no, but Jim d- d- Quinn isn't sticking around. To be the DC for somebody else after doing all that, he's got the HC all lined up. Why wouldn't he go to Denver? The only reason why you wouldn't go to Denver right now is you're concerned about who's going to own the team. So I'm going right. to sign on a dotted line, and all of a sudden I don't know who's paying my checks. Right. I don't know who's going to be committed. Like their ownership's up in the air. That's going to be dicey. Except you can't imagine a new owner is going to come in and blow out John Elway. You know what I mean? No, I don't think so. You know so. what I mean? So, you, like, John so. is kind of be like, I got the flow chart. Don't you worry about it. Let's. Do you want this job or not? You well, want to come here to Denver? Well, always in a group to buy the team, too, right? Well, uh, Peyton Manning is, apparently. Yeah, they're in two separate groups, but yeah. Who knows? Yeah, competing. But did Dan Quinn go to Jerry today and say, look, McCarthy, you're me. You got to pick. No. I think he's just, like, going to take his job uh, interviews where he's taking them. And then Jerry's is going to have to sit there and think. I don't think he's giving an ultimatum to Jerry Jones. I think he's just going about his business. Jerry Jones doesn't need to. Jerry Jones knows exactly what time it is. And the time is that his defensive coordinator, who just turned the light on on Micah Parsons and Diggs and everyone else in a way that Mike Nolan sure didn't, 
<laughs> you know, is 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 going to leave unless you do something rash, which is rash for him. Let's take a break. Overreaction Monday. When we come back, more of your calls. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial right here on the show. And again, just understand what tier you are in before you address yeah. T.J. Jefferson Don't come today. at me with no BS. Use caution. <laughs> what companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Right on cue, Ian Rappaport (laughs) tweeting out, big week for Cowboys DC Dan Quinn, one of the most popular HC candidates. He interviews with the Broncos Tuesday, right away. The air is too thin. He don't want to go there. And has three more later in the week. Three more. He doesn't have to do a thing with Jerry Jones. Miami's too humid. He doesn't have to do a thing with Jerry Jones except interview as he is allowed as he has been granted. Just go about your business. And then his agent calls up. Guess who we got a call from today? Guess who we got a call from today? Who? Jerry Jones. You know? I, some, I, I, so Life's a lot tougher as a head coach, too. You got to take his health might not. Maybe he doesn't want that responsibility of a head coach. Maybe he enjoys the defensive Mm. side and he's happy where he's at. And, you know, he lives in a fat crib in Dallas because Texas, the way the house market is, you know, you could get a nice house for a little bit cheaper than you couldn't say, like Miami or, you know, somewhere else. So I'm just saying, you know, know who should send Mike McCarthy and all the Cowboys an edible arrangement today? (laughs) Kyle Shanahan. Because, boy, some of those play calls down the stretch, he's getting let off the hook that Dallas kind of blew. Well, it was almost another monster lead blown, and that's, as you know, the the lead. That's That was the playoff game off of which he got the job and left Dan Quinn's Falcons. Like, thank God that that pass to Kittle hit the turf first. I know. It was so By close. the way, that was me on our account who who said that it was the catch, catch on one and the side and then catch. That's the catch and not a catch. Oh, I, I wasn't on Twitter at all yesterday, so I didn't. Smart move. I saw it. Yeah. Well done, Rich. I mean, you got Dallas. So, so you were trolling? Dallas. No, so it's you not were trolling. It's not you trolling. trolling? You got Dal- you okay, got I'm Dallas just saying because you're you're against trolling, right? At the time, at the time, at the moment, at the time, at that time, had that been the, the finale? Had that? Let's just say the Niners run the ball out afterwards. There were so many different ways for this game to end. Yeah. It could have ended where that was not a catch, thus not a turnover. Still have the ball for the Niners, and then they ran it out. Had like a five minute offense. Cowboys couldn't stop. Over. They and then that was the end of it. Or they moved all the way down the field, and then Robbie Gold kicks the three to make it a nine-point game. That's the end of it. And that would have been the, the, the huge moment that we've been talking about. Or, or the Niners got the first down. 
because the quarterback sneak worked. actually did yeah. go off without movement on the line because they motioned Trent Williams. I don't know. The game should have so, been over or, anyway. Like We shouldn't I mean? even like, got the ball that back. That could have been the conversation. Right. As opposed to the conversation we're having. But if Kittle catches that and it's a fumble and oh that gosh. was recovered. I felt so bad. I'm like, don't do that to George oh football God. gods. Don't do that to my guy, Kittle. I mean, it would have been know. all right. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show on a very busy Monday. Overreaction Monday after a wild card weekend. We Come go. on, roll it, hit it. Here we go. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction <laughs> Mondays. Monday. Christopher, this right. is everything but the Cowboys and Niners, is, right? There's no Cowboy related. Because we're having a separate version of this later of on. Just for the Cowboys. Please. There is one 49er item in here, but let's start with Saturday. The Buffalo Bills had the most impressive win over the weekend. I would think so. I would think so. Because there's so much riding on the line in beating New England. You know what I'm saying? Like, even, even with last year, okay? Even with getting to the AFC Championship game last year, losing two of three to New England would have been here we go again it would have pushed everything back to square one with question marks and you just look at the way the Cowboys season ended the home loss the only home team to lose so far with questions and recriminations and and who's to blame conversations that's your alternative but they also just destroyed and dismantled New England and the good thing about it we'll talk about it throughout the rest of the week is that Buffalo, there is no sense at all like that's the pinnacle, right? Like you beat your, you destroy your arch nemesis and that's all you need to do because the rest of it is house money. The fact that the next game is Kansas City and this is the team that they lost to in the AFC Championship game last year. I mean, Stephon Diggs staring at that celebration going down on the podium to see how it feels for the other team to win it all. He wanted to sense that. Well, that moment has now arrived for him. To set that up, to beat New England the way that they did, yeah, I'd say that that's a proper reaction, Chris, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And then on the other side, the other sideline there, I I said worst playoff loss, maybe worst loss ever. That was Belichick's worst playoff loss ever. Yeah. Would you say worst loss of his career? Take it one step further? Well, the let's just flip it. The Bills became the first team to ever get the ball and score only touchdowns. No punts, no tries for field goals because you have to settle. No turnovers. You got the ball. You scored a touchdown. The only times where you touched the ball and did not do it is end of first half. You just knelt the ball, catching the final kickoff of the half and also you knelt out to end the game victory formation by the way Trubisky victory formation once open for Bachman Turner overdrive <laughs> so um how about this how about the yeah, title of this graphic the bills are alive with the, <laughs> the sound, sound of, TDs. of TDs well done that's that's uh, that's that's a smidge special I think also shout out to me much more what's more likely on Friday I said more touchdowns in this game or the temperature at kickoff I know which the was bills six. did it themselves I know they did it I know they did it. 
gosh. What else you got over there, Chris? I'm also really glad that ended up being a blowout because, I, like I say, in the blowout or close territory, no, I'd rather no, lose no, by no. a blowout because I was able to actually enjoy the rest of my Saturday night by drinking the hard brown stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you had that Henny? Was you on that Henny hand? It was so delicious. I totally <laughs> forgot what happened in the game. All right, 49ers. Uh, you on that yak? <laughs> <laughs> Overreaction. Here we go. Jimmy G, guys. Jimmy G, not impressive yesterday. He cannot be trusted to make a deep playoff. No, run. man. He had a he had a I think he had a really good game and then just the moment. Wait, that's and then, the moment the way, though I, it happens I, yeah, for I him. Tweeted hey, out, I tweeted out That kind of good game. To the I moment. tweeted out yes that, during that game that that I even texted you that that that's probably going to be his last attempt of the day. And uh, it wasn't. And it wasn't. They kept going. Threw right after. They kept going. They kept going. <laughs> Why uh, can't Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan help himself? I don't know, brother. But all I know is that that was terrific. And and again, once again, Jimmy G, let don't forget in this season everything going on. Trey Lance throws the first touchdown pass of the year because they do put him in in the red zone. And this is the idea that Jimmy's just going to be between the twenties and the red zone is Trey Lance. And that is, I mean, that that feels like a different galaxy, not the same even calendar year, which it isn't, I guess, or the same football season. It's it's. He is remarkable, and I will say that's an overreaction. What else you got over there, Chris? It is too bad we're talking about kind of the officiating uh, for this team because they are so damn impressive. They are so damn likable. Joe Burrow and and Jamar Chase are just so damn cool. The Bengals are the team that nobody wants to play. That's correct. I agree. If the Bengals and Niners play each other in the Super Bowl, first of all, sorry, Cincinnati, because that would bring up every other trip you've ever made to the Super Bowl and every single piece of video that you don't want to see ever again. And you'd be like, really, every time we make the Super Bowl? It would be the matchup of the two teams that nobody wants to see play each other. I mean, well, it'd be the matchup of two teams that nobody wants to ever see and play. I I think it would be a highly entertaining Super Bowl, certainly since Joe Burrow is so much fun to watch. He really is. And then just see what he has become for the Bengals and their fans. It's just terrific. We had a great piece on game day morning on Saturday. Spoke to his dad, spoke to his youth football coach. We were showing youth football video it. of great. Joe Burrow. It was so much fun. The I guy is a gamer. He is a, he was born to do what he is doing right now. And that my favorite part about this about Joe Burrow is he is doing this for Cincinnati and has become what he's become because Ohio State just said not here. Oh, it's amazing. It's so great. It's so great. And it's all the Ohio going. State fans it's claim him. They claim him. Couldn't find a spot. Oh, it's the greatest. I hope he goes on like a Brady-like run, and it'll be like, yeah, Michigan kept Tom, um, even though we didn't play him all the time, but it created the fire. You telling him go to LSU helped create the fire. Oh, I hope that's the part of this whole thing. <laughs> but that's a proper reaction. They are terrific, and it's fun terrific. to watch. It's, it's Rich, really, guess what? Really Joe Burrow is going to be that dude. Yeah. So <laughs> I think he's becoming it right before our eyes, and it's terrific. Joe Burrow's that dude. Well, we'll find out because Tennessee's going to try and run the ball down their defense's throat Yeah. yeah with Derrick Henry. What else, sir? All right, Rich, I saw that uh, you stuck with Chiefs-Bucks Super I Bowl. I did. I predicted that before the season as well. Yes. And Me too. It just looks like it, guys. Super Bowl 56 here in Los Angeles. 
Chiefs, Bucks, rematch. Well, here's a deal, man. Uh, it is great to see uh, the offense run like it was running, and then they're having the fun, like Kelsey throwing its first ever career touchdown, and then getting getting his mom asking him a question afterwards. His mom was in both games I yesterday. I know, because Jason Kelsey played in Tampa earlier in the day. And then also, you know, seeing a big thick six, and they're, they're rolling, right? Rolling. The Bills are rolling too, man. Uh, I, 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 and and the the one thing that I do like for the Bucks is what a draw. The Rams wind up losing. They're not the in Week 18. They're not the two seed to the four seed. They got to play this game tonight, and then they've got to come visit Tampa. Not the other way around. Tampa doesn't have to come back here where they've already lost to take on the Rams. Right. They just sit around. And I know they had to play a game, unfortunately for them, in which Tristan Wirfs is hurt in that game. I like the way that they just sit at home. A West Coast team has got to come on a short week. First ever Monday night football playoff game. You know, you you, you never know what that team's going to look like the next week because this has never been like this is all new ground. You'd rather be the one sitting at home saying, come on, West Coast team here to the East Coast. Come here. And uh, I, I like their draw. And see if the Niners can beat the crap out of the Packers or even knock them off and they don't have to move at all before flying out here. Yeah, last year they went all road games. So I'll then, say that's an overreaction for the moment because that, that Bills team, and then, of course, there's a Packers team that uh, I'm sure will soak in this whole 49er love that's going on this week uh, and, and ball it up and use it to their advantage. So I'll say that's an overreaction for the moment. All right, last one. Uh, my man Chris in L.A. kind of touched on this, but uh, based on how these games have gone with the 2-7, Adding a seventh playoff team, kind of a big mistake. Well, I will say um, this, that there's two parts to this equation. The way the seventh over-seeded uh, teams have performed in their first four games. Not great. The, the Colts against the Bills last year is the high watermark, yeah. um, where a Hail Mary by uh, Phillip Rivers that never reached the end zone <laughs> was, was the way that that game ended. It was that close. Um, the other ones haven't been close. But you also have to factor in the seventh team that's in makes the last regular season week what it was this time around. Week 18 was off the charts, man. So it's not just how they perform this week. It's how the regular season ends and how many teams are interested in, uh, how many fan bases are interested in the final week because there's that seventh team. It's more than just how they perform on wildcard weekend that goes into it. So maybe it should have been the wrong teams made the seventh seed this year. Maybe, like, maybe that's a better reaction. If, if we had the Chargers in there or uh, the Saints or something like that, like it would have been a little bit maybe better a better game. Well, the Saints were banged up. I don't think you want or Trevor Jameis Simeon starting hurt, a playoff game. That's know. not what you're looking for. With yeah. all due respect, I yeah, should have I put the all due respect first because it was disrespectful <laughs> the other way around. But I just and, think and, and at some point in our our lifetimes, seven's going to be the two. I mean, somebody's going to be the UMBC of this equation. You know what I mean? 16 eventually beat the ones. It's it's just what I'm saying. Like, it will happen. But again, part of this is also the way the regular season ends. Then, of course, there's the the money. I was told that uh, part of the reason why CBS paid for that window yesterday. That's the part of the reason I heard is that they. That's why CBS got Cowboys and and Niners. Part of the reason. Four o'clock. Yeah, that they. Yeah, that they. It's it's a it's money, man. America's team. 
Man, it's I money's... can't wait to see the ratings on that. It's got to be through the roof. Well, it was, an, it, was, it was a tight game. And, of course, as you say, it's America's team, which means, I guess, America's tapping out of the rest of the playoffs since their team is out. They probably, I mean, you're going to see the ratings decline for sure. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Of course. Oh, yeah, nobody's going to watch the Bills Chiefs this weekend. Nobody's watching that. Packers, Niners, please. Look. That's junior varsity such, games so are junior, fun. That's such a pop Warner matchup. Junior varsity games are fun for the parents and the grandparents. They might as well to run the watch. annexation of Puerto Rico in that game. <laughs> the girlfriends and cheerleaders ain't watching, though. All right, speaking of that, and I wanted to do this one for one because I literally just thought oh, we got of it, one more. You got one more? Did we? They don't have a graphic because I just made it up. Okay. Did we? Um, okay, Omaha. Omaha. Did we get right, robbed? Yeah, what do you got? Do we get robbed of a Bills Chiefs AFC Championship game that it has to be this weekend instead? Yes. Like that feels like it could be a Super Bowl Bills Chiefs. Well, I mean, how many times do you see like a conference championship game and a conference title game and uh, a series in the NBA say this is kind of for it all, right? Yeah. We've seen AFC or NFC Championship games saying, "Remember that one that the wasn't it was well, perfect example, Niners Cowboys in '94." Yeah, that felt like that. Was it's like oh, whoever yeah, yeah, wins, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, of course, there's a letdown in the Super Bowl. Let's see what the AFC Championship game looks like if it's Cincinnati at Buffalo, by the way, which Buffalo will be rooting heavily for Cincinnati with the hope that they get a home game. Tennessee, Buffalo, you know, Kansas City, Cincinnati again. Right? Uh, I mean, th- these will be of interest. And, and the winner of it can get to the Super Bowl and win it all. There's no doubt. Take a look at the final eight here, Chris. Look at the final eight. Wow. Who, who has no shot at winning it all? Who has no shot of winning three in a row? You can't say that. The every last remaining team in this tournament, the elite eight of the NFL, has a three-game winning streak in them. Every last one of them can yeah, do even it. Even whatever team wins tonight. Yeah. Well, they got to. Yes, correct. Yeah, well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't sit here and say whoever w- makes the AFC championship game, it won't be as competitive as Bill's Chiefs. You know? Because Chiefs, Bengals, you know, we just saw that game a couple weeks ago. That had a lot of explosiveness to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. By the way, I appreciate you keeping the NFL Films music going because this is technically. <laughs> The overtime portion of uh, of overreaction Monday. So you have one specifically just on the Cowboys. I coming have up. just a, like a Cowboys right. season overreaction. Okay. Eric Stone Street is joining us next, and as you know, last week he heard what Joe Manganiello had to say, calling uh, he's a diehard Steeler fan, Manganiello, calling Chiefs fans nouveau riche fans in the NFL, and he issued a statement, a written <laughs> statement. He's now provided his photographs for his upcoming <laughs> appearance. By the way, that's coming up next.